raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The one o'clock hour is underway. Wes teased it. We're going to switch it up. Talk a little NBA now because some breaking news. It came in yesterday. I don't know if it's still breaking news, but it was yesterday. That Nick Nurse out as Toronto Raptors head coach. No longer will be coaching up north. And he is fair game for any team that wants his services as the head coach. And now the thing is, this guy takes over for Toronto. In the first year, Wes, he wins the NBA championship. He had Kawhi Leonard. He had Fred Van Vliet that was playing very well. Pascal Siakam really had a big-time breakout season, and they beat Golden State. They had injuries on that side for sure, but Toronto, Kawhi Leonard, he went supernova, and they ended up winning a title in his first season. They would then go 53-19 and the following year. That was without Kawhi, 27-45 and the season after that. The last two years, they went 48-34, 41-41, right at 500. I think Nick Nurse is a very good coach. I think that he is an excellent tactician talking about one of the best X's and O's guys in all of the NBA. I also think that you could argue he benefited from having one of the best GMs in the game in Masai Ujiri, who also has a fantastic record at nailing the guys in the second round. First round guys are also pretty good. The breakout players, a couple of seasons into their career while also making the savvy trades that always work for them. Nick Nurse still a very good head coach. With that being said, the track record, five years as a coach, not as long as Steve Clifford, but more accomplished, especially in the postseason. Would you say, hey, why don't you come coach Charlotte if he would like to come to the Queen City? Yes, I would. Uh, I just feel like the longevity. I love Coach Clifford. I think that he you know, will be here for a few years, but I think Coach Nurse has the opportunity. I mean, he's 55. He's coached uh, as the head coach for five seasons mm-hmm. at this point. So I think he has a lot more left in the tank and his track record. He has won a championship. He will come here to a team that definitely has talent. So I think that he would have a chance to do some damage here, especially depending on how the draft cards roll. So it would be fantastic. He would clearly be, in my opinion, the most uh, celebrated head coach that the Hornets have hired to date. Be the most accomplished because all the co- all the coaches yeah, that, no no yeah uh, yeah yeah he's he would be more accomplished than James Brago who was a new guy Steve Clifford has not won a playoff series as a head coach he hasn't as his assistant but not as a head coach you know you're going back down the list and you know here is Nick Nurse having won that title so it definitely would be celebrated and he would be the most accomplished I think I think it's all kind of moot because I don't think Charlotte. I don't think he would come to Charlotte. 
it seems like Houston is the team that is in the mix here and starting to read some of this nurse will now be a part of the Houston Rockets coaching search sources said to Woj the Rockets are progressing toward a second round of interviews they're expected also to include Frank Vogel also Nick Nurse and by the way former Charlotte Hornets head coach James Borrego made a strong impression in his interview so that would be something interesting to see if it would be JB or a Nick Nurse but I would imagine Nurse would be the favorite there yeah you'd have to take a look at him And I love Steve Clifford. What he did this year, this is not something that you would move on from Steve because of the lack of performance that he had his one season back, right? Like you're not firing Steve Clifford because of the awful season that he had. There was, what what else do you want to do? You know, the injuries were awful. Your star player is LaMelo and he only plays 36 games. You're talking about a roster without Miles Bridges at the very beginning of all of this. And you didn't do anything in the off season. You know, you actually... We're in because of what Dennis Smith says about you, responsible for uh, for allowing him to have a resurrection year, right? So like Steve Clifford did a great job. If you wanted to hold on to him, yeah, that would be like I get it. They probably are going to hold on to him, but yeah, you got to look at Nick Nurse because of what he's already accomplished in the league. No doubt about it. Coach of the year, championship. I mean, granted, you might not have a Kawhi Leonard here, but you do have a young star in Lamelo Ball. You probably bring Miles Bridges back as well, a guy who was ascending towards all-star territory. You're going to have more than likely a top-four pick at least, and a lot of veterans as well, the Terry Rogiers, and who knows how this roster is going to shake out over the offseason, but I think there will be a lot for him to work with. Um, If you look at just how attractive this destination would be, I think you're right. I I think for me, when I say Nick Nurse isn't going to come here, just because it looks like the reporting is already that the Rockets are out in front of this search. And so I I put a lot of stock into that. I I do think he eventually goes to Houston. And it feels like, what's interesting, the reason they would move on from Nick Nurse, they had a disappointing season. A lot of people were high on Toronto coming into the year and eventually finishing only 500. That was underwhelming for the fan base. That was underwhelming for the expectations that were set. And apparently, Masai Ujiri, who I just talked about, has a close relationship with Ime Udoka, who was suspended by the Celtics because of multiple violation of team rules, which we can all remember when that happened. And so it looks like Udoka is going to be the head coach of Toronto, and Nurse might move on somewhere else. That's the reason they would move on. Why would he want to go to Houston? Unless they get Wimby, like, for what? Yeah, Harden's going back most likely. You got Jalen Green. You get Wimby. I don't think Harden's going to go back. Well, the thing is, James Harden is always at the Toyota Center working out. I mean, that Houston is his thing, man. So that it would make sense. You know why? Well, there's a couple reasons. I think maybe, like, what? Are you establishment. Going with, uh, establishment. Willie said they Income got, tax, is yeah, that what it is? Willie yeah, said they have, they, have, they have great building structures, you know, churches yeah. besides some other things down there. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably Best right. of both worlds. I, I heard James Harden is a big UGK fan. I think that's probably what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I think that's the reason. I totally understand why you would say that. Um, let's talk about ex-Hornets having success in the playoffs. Malik Monk is one that we talked about yesterday with Sacramento. Very much so helping Sacramento get out to a 2 nothing lead. Now, it was a rough game from a leak last night. I don't know if you guys watched it, but he was missing a lot of shots. I think he had his first one, and then he missed the rest of the eight that he took. Typical so, role player behavior in the NBA playoffs. Well, just, yeah, rough night. Um, but the first two were very good from him. Jalen McDaniels, I don't know if he's having success with Philadelphia by any means. Actually, I was not impressed with the defense that he had on Cam Johnson, who was cooking last night for you former uh for uh, you Tar Heel fans, the former Tar Heel was cooking last night. 
But do you look at some of the guys that have left the Hornets in recent years and feel regret with some of the players? Or do you think it's kind of a mixed bag with some of the guys that the Hornets have decided, you know what, we're ready to move on? Yeah, I think it was a mixed bag. I mean, people want to lament Malik Monk when he comes out and has a monster game. But when he was here, he was hurt. He was inconsistent. He wasn't nearly the player that he is now or that he appears to be. I think you look at Plumlee doing his thing with the Clippers and Batum and all those those guys and McDaniels. I mean, you have to look at it a different lens. Now, McDaniels is a guy that we all liked, and maybe the Hornets sent him away because of necessity, not because they didn't think he was hitting on anything. Malik Monk, I feel like that relationship had ran its course. They felt like they weren't going to get out of him what – they felt they would when they drafted him, obviously. So I don't think, you know, it's just that gloss. You know, you you lost a girl or you broke up with her and you see her out shining somewhere and, and doing her thing and in a better place. And it might be more appealing, but you remember why you didn't want her. So that's what a Hornets are right now. You can't just put the extra gloss on it because they're in the playoffs. The Hornets didn't have the playoff team to supply them. What are you looking at? I'm just looking at the heavens. I'm looking at the heavens as I talk uh, yeah. about these things. I, to, I, for people to <laughs> come inside the Planet Kia Studios with us, um, Wes, when he goes on those soliloquies comparing different situations to relationships, he often does like to look into the heavens. And so instead of looking at me, he's standing up, so he's always looking down on me or quite frequently doing so. But then he looks up to the heavens, and we just didn't know I'm, what he was I'm looking at. I'm channeling another yeah. power as I'm who are talking. You, who, who are you imagining? Just anybody, any man out there, any woman oh, out there in a relationship that uh, mm-hmm. it's okay. this is that a they can place. compare this to. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I can edit this out where your girlfriend never knows that you, you talked about another woman. Well, so. she's listening, so she knows uh, what I'm talking about. I'm good here. There's no lamenting an, an ex-love. I'm just saying that that's the situation mm-hmm. that the Hornets are in. They just see the exes in a better spot right now, but you remember why you did not want them. Um, Stanford P. wrote in, doesn't James Harden switch teams every, like, six months? Yes, that has been the case here recently. We'll see if he stays with Philadelphia. Um, 704 said the Hornets will keep Clifford because they are cheap. That's the reason he was rehired in the first place, because they are cheap. Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan is the one accused of this, right? <laughs> All of, of of being so cheap, and I, I wonder if you just keep Steve Clifford, and if that would be a turnoff for other coaches looking for a job. Because if you take this job with Charlotte, and then you have an exchanging of the hands and ownership, then will that owner still want to retain you as the head coach? Do you just do you want to move the family? Do you want to take that job just for one season with the potential that they could want to get their own guy in house? I, I wonder if that's also a thing at play when looking at some of these other coaching vacancies. Yeah, I mean, that is. But I think a guy of his ilk that's won a championship, I think that would be attractive to new ownership to where they would not want to get rid of him if you got a Nick Nurse type of a coach. I think you feel like you're in good hands. I would think so as well. I, I, and plus... The, the ultimate defense to any of the moving on stuff is winning, right? Like an owner coming in and then moving on from a coach that had such an improvement or started winning that would just look bad on the owner at that point because the coach who has won, most likely winning the fan base over, and then the owner moves on from him, that would not make all that much sense in the world. Um, somebody else said Walker is sounding like Mitch Kupchak. I guess I was, I don't know if I was defending Steve Clifford and they didn't like it. 
I was defending Steve Clifford. <laughs> but Steve Clifford, I think he did a great job. He sounds just like that guy. He's going to uh, ask you to come and do press conferences for him just behind a black curtain so he doesn't have to do it. I, I, I like Clifford, the, the Big Red Dog. It was my favorite childhood book. Always <laughs> that was is a good book. Getting in shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> I like dogs in general. You know, I have a dog back home. I had to leave him back home, and I went to Paris and look at Victor Webinyama. Had to leave him with his mama. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll do it for Miss Cop Check. 704-570-9610. Uh, 704 number also. Are, are you just arguing? Oh, this is Mac who wrote in this last text. Fitty, uh, somebody called you out for not longing after DeGrom after he's already hurt with Texas. Somebody wrote this in, I guess, comparing that scenario to what Wes was talking about. Do you have a little remorse about DeGrom moving on from Texas, or are you saying good riddance because of, you know, because you're just ready to move on from anybody that is not with the Mets anymore? This is how I feel about the situation. I don't give a damn that he had to leave the game the other night with a sore... Right wrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, I use my wrist every night. I never get sore. Okay, let's move on. Thank God that was at 113. Mock Draft Melee coming up next. Get us out of here. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you still sticking with us despite what Fiddy had to say in the last segment. They got a stir on the text line. Don't give me that stank face, Fiddy. You know that's some raw stuff, man. We need to move on from no. that immediately. I mean, look. No. That was that was a problem. Yeah. That was a problem. No. I shouldn't have gone back to it. I write a blog a every single night, so therefore my wrist is being used every night. Y'all took it that way. Mm-hmm. That said more about <laughs> you than it did about me. Mm-hmm. Our mind was in the gutter. Right? Yeah, that's our fault. You're right. right. I don't <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know what? I'm so sorry. That was our fault. We should not have thought that way whatsoever. Uh real quickly, did want to remind you about the WFNZ draft party that is taking place. At 10.58, it's the home of Panther great Thomas Davis. You can join the entire WFNZ crew next Thursday, April 27th again. 10.58 Sports Bar and Lounge from 5 to 9 p.m. to watch as the Panthers select the new face of their franchise. You can hear the guys react to everything on draft night and check the great prizes, the food and the drink specials, and you can watch the entire draft on multiple big screen TVs. It's the 2023 WFNZ Draft Party from 10.58 Sports Bar and Lounge at 4.30 West 4th Street. That's just across from the Truist Field. The Panthers are on the clock, and we have you covered on the official home of the Charlotte Sports Fan, Sports Radio, 92.7, WFNZ, Sneak Attack, Mock Draft uh, mock draft Melee. 
let's not go because Fiddy's not ready. Stay with us, stay with us, stay with us. Are we ready now? Go ahead. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first mock draft of the season. Hot, 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 With the first, second, third pick in the NFL draft, here comes the commissioner. All right, so Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, had a back-and-forth mock draft a couple of days ago that you can find on ESPN.com. So the guys in the sound bites, the two synonymous with mock drafting, they both went back and forth. But Mel Kuyper made every single one of the first three Carolina picks in this mock draft. So any problem you have with the selections, you can direct towards Mel Kuyper, the draft goat. He did go with Bryce Young, number one overall. He said, I'm doing this mock draft to fill needs within reason. My number one overall prospect, defensive tackle Jalen Carter. I already see the stank face from West. The Panthers have to get a quarterback, though, and they can get their choice of them at number one. Young has superstar potential. Wes, I'll ask you about that last sentence. Very short, very sweet. Do you think that Bryce Young does indeed have superstar potential? Yeah, he does because of the image he projects, and that's just the person that he is. This is a very presidential player. When you talk about a quarterback, you want him to be president-like, CEO-like, and you are getting that with Bryce Young. He has a face a mother could love and lots of mothers will love. He's got the boyish charm to go with that. He's a clean-cut kid, never been in trouble, doesn't curse. He's not, you know, have to worry about him being on social media acting a fool doing dumb stuff at least for now so I think this is a guy that's going to fit into that role model mode for a lot of parents as far as football players and who you would aspire to carry yourself like off the field maybe not to be like completely 100% but Bryce Young checks all of those boxes so I think that will help him to become a household name quickly this is a guy that he's going to go out and throw for 304 touchdowns and then when you see him in the post game interview you see Hmm. him in the commercials you see the smile you see the face parents and kids are going to eat that up and the Steph Curry effect we talk about the Steph Curry effect on basketball I can tell you that firsthand. When I go out and train my son, we go to the gym. I see kids come in there, and all they want to do is hoist up threes from 30 feet. So, because they believe that they can. When they look at LeBron, when they look at the Shaqs, they can't relate to that. They're not that big. Maybe my son will be able to because he's pretty big. But I'm saying that to say a lot of the smaller (laughs) kids are going to look at Bryce Young and say, I can be that. He's a small guy. I'm a small guy. I can be that. So, I think his effect could be huge. If he hits, you know, that that reminds me and that brings up an interesting point point because you have Cam Newton, number one overall selection in 2011 with a body no one's seen yeah, before. Kids at the can't QB relate spot. to that. But 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 it is different, right? Like it's so different and it is attracting so much star power. I remember I think it was Forbes that would come out with the biggest stars in all of sports and Cam Newton worldwide, by the way, which includes soccer players with soccer being the most popular sport overseas, right? Cam Newton would be in your top 30. He would be atop the list on NFL players list, right? It'd be Tom Brady up there, but Cam Newton would be very high. I wonder if there is that effect that you're talking about. Let's say that Bryce Young does hit the superstar thing because you can see him be so small. There is the novelty of that. 
there is no one playing that position like him at that size. Kyler Murray is one, but again, we've talked about he does have some elite athletic traits. The speed is there. The arm is is a flamethrower as well because he played baseball, different arm angles, yada, yada, all that. Bryce Young would be different, and I wonder if that would also attract a lot of star power around here where Charlotte would be um, actually gaining a lot of national attention like when Cam was here, except the completely opposite direction, right? Like Cam is the, is the freakazoid. Bryce is the small one, but also gaining quite a bit of attention. That's pretty cool. All right, number 39. Here's a name we mention every now and then. We don't do a deep dive on all that much, at least, for Carolina. The 39th overall selection, according to Mel Kuyper, in this mock draft, he picks Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, out of Tennessee. Here's what he writes. When the Panthers traded away wide receiver DJ Moore to move up to number one, I was worried for the quarterback they were going to draft. Their pass catcher depth chart was barren. Now, after signing Thielen and free agency and taking a speedy wideout in this projection, Bryce Young would have a much better chance as a rookie. How would you like Jalen Hyatt being 39 overall? That would be a great pick because, like I said, when you put him with the receivers that you have with his speed and ability to get open, this is a kid that a lot of people – He's starting to gain even more first-round buzz. He could not be there. So this is a guy that's a big play threat. The Panthers need that right now because that receiving core, yes, we know DJ Chark ran a 4-3 coming out of college, but those ankles have had some surgery on him. I think that speed might be slowing down just a little bit. I think he can still get on his horse and go, but we're talking about a guy that's been through the wear and tear. The NFL already already had surgeries on those lower extremities. This is a guy fresh, fresh legs, fresh face coming in college from an offense where he's used to making the big play this is your post guy your post corner guy your nine route guy which means go just run straight ahead and fly by the guy so he would be an awesome fit to complement that receiving core that's going to be dangerous in the middle of the fields and working the hashes yeah i think i want other receivers that are projected to go in that area more than jalen hyatt i just want somebody a little bit more well-rounded in my opinion i would not hate it because the guy was productive last year at tennessee And so I'm willing to be wrong on that, right? I just think if I was selecting, I would like to have somebody else that's a little more well-rounded. I want someone more physical. I want someone that can also do quite a bit of work 10 yards within the line of scrimmage, more so than just the go-route guy. But it would be a lot of fun, and I wouldn't mind adding more explosive weapons to the team, especially there at number 39. Last one, this is a name that comes up, I think, a decent amount at number 93. Mel Kuyper has Carolina taking Andre Carter II, the defensive end, out of Army. We've actually talked about this guy before. I'll read you the last write-up. Carter has some stiffness, but he looked like a first-rounder in 2021 when he had 15 and a half sacks. Last season, he struggled with more attention from blockers, finishing with just three sacks, but he has a six-foot-six frame. He's worth a flyer as an edge rusher in round three. NFL coaching will really help him blossom. I know you like the frame. You at least have one year of production after it uh, dissolved a little bit last season. How would you like Andre Carter being 93? I mean, come on, man. This guy played for Army. So you would expect the production to go down because he's going to get all the attention. You're not playing Army thinking about NFL prospects and who could completely wreck your game. It's more about their scheme and the way that they play together on defense. Uh, So when you have a guy like this that emerges – from the flock and becomes a guy that's an NFL prospect, then of course, after a season like what he had, your game plan is to go in and stop this guy as much as you can, dedicate all the blocking resources that you have. Now, maybe I feel like that he should have had a little bit more than three and a half sacks, 
But still, you have to look at where he's playing. You take this guy out of Army, put him on Alabama where he has other talent around him and the sole focus can't be on him, I think those numbers come up. So I think when he gets to the NFL, this is a guy that has the potential to really blossom. You talk about six foot six in at least one season with over 15 sacks. I would be just fine with him being that selection there at number 93. That'll do it for the Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay draft with those guys going back and forth. Um, my girlfriend texted me, Wes, and she was a fan of something you said. Okay, let's go. She said, quote, got a face a mother could love, and in fact, a lot of mothers, all caps, will love crying face emoji. I'm sorry, IDKY, like that so much. She okay. was a fan of the face that a lot of mothers will love because you do think Bryce Young has some star power. You think that he's going to be a good enough role model for mothers to love what their kids might aspire to be can be relatable i'm totally with you i the thing is i I wonder if that's one of the bigger knocks on bryce young the fact that people not that part the opposite of it right maybe people can't see the star power within him maybe it's one of those things where you have low where you have a high floor but you don't see the explosion that a richardson can possess You don't see the explosion as a star power as somebody like even a Will Levis, who is still top five in athletic categories, did have a 93 in S2. You know, so that's a fair question. If you were to put a ton of stock into S2 testing and off of the athletic attributes that a guy possesses, do you want the athletic, typical quarterback build in Will Levis with a 93 S2? Or do you want one of the smallest quarterbacks ever with a 98 S2? Right. Like, I think that's fair. I want Bryce. I want the production, which is obviously left out. But I think that's what happens with a lot of the people that look at Bryce Young and say, yeah, I like him. I think he's going to be good, but I don't see him being a superstar. I do. I think that he can use that mind and also the running ability, the pocket awareness, the accuracy. I think all of that can bring him to a superstar level. I just wonder if other people look at him and say, "Okay, because he doesn't have the body, I can't see him going nuclear and winning an MVP one day. Absolutely not. We live in a social media era where everything is put under a microscope. Everything is emphasized. When you talk about the novelty of him being small, that's going to be his thing. But also the fact of he can do some wild stuff on the field. People that say that obviously haven't watched the man play. When they see the way he can get out of sacks and throw pinpoint passes, then you combine the fact of you're putting up gaudy numbers and you're winning. Oh, that's going to make you a star. And I think, too, another thing to be said, too, is the superstars that we've had in this city. You look at Cam Newton. And I love the dressing and and the things that he brought to the table. But there were also other things. And let's just be real here. It's a sports show. Talk about some of the side stuff that he had going on, whether you talk about the the issues that he had with women and those types of different things, some of the things that he would say. You talk about LaMelo Ball. We've seen a little bit the wild driving, then not to mention interviews, dropping curse words, not getting up, giving the best of interviews when he speaks. This is a guy that's going to come in and be that superstar that every city longs for. As I said, the president-like guy that comes in, you don't have to worry about looking up on social media and him dancing in the club with a gun, with a grill in his mouth. You don't have to worry about uh, him with reports coming out of him doing this and that and things he's not supposed to do. Now, I'm not turning the man into uh, St. Paul or St. Bryce or whatever you want to say, but from everything from his background, you listen to him on the pivot, you listen to the upbringing, you listen to the type of kid he is, And he's a kid that acknowledges when I was listening to, I've listened to most of his interview on the pivot. This is a guy that says, you know, I know what 
can come my way as a pro athlete. He was like, I'm not going to brush this off and say, oh, nah, none of that's going to get to me. He says, I know what's headed my way. This is a very level-headed young man that's going to be the CEO type of guy, like I said, that parents are going to look at. Because Christian McCaffrey had that syndrome where people looked at him and they said, hey, son, if you want to model yourself out the football player as far as how you should be with your demeanor on the field, off the field, things of that nature, that's the guy you want to look at. That's the guy parents want to show their kids. And Bryce Young is going to be that type of guy. And like I said, we do like LaMelo. The plays are crazy. But there are, you know, some flaws that personality-wise, maturity-wise, that hopefully he can work through. With Cam, he had his share of things as well. I think this is a young man that will come into this town and just usher in the era of an athlete, like I said, that you can go to sleep at night and not have to worry about Yeah, I don't, I don't see it with LaMelo like that. Like, I know he's got the fluorescent Lamborghini. I yeah, know he's but got cursing the on interviews. I mean, it's not. Like I mean, that's, that. I mean. Drop an F-bomb. Well, I guess I don't. I guess I haven't heard a lot of that with interviews. I know Terry is somebody that will drop the S bomb quite a bit, but I don't. It doesn't bother bother me. I'm not right? saying I mean, Melo's a bad kid off the court. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying, yeah. saying Melo's a bad kid off the court, but we yeah, saw some of the I, driving coming out of the arena. We cussing in the interviews. The interviews where he's saying three cent, three words. The, the only like problem, the, the only thing, and, and even with the Cam stuff, the, the the problem that I had, the biggest problem that I ever had with with something Cam said was his response to Jordan Rodriguez when he said it was funny you know listening to a woman talk about routes right when we right. Had, when he had that back and forth and that's a problem i had and you know cam newton talked about that later on eventually you know time moved on but that was a problem and i thought cam newton was ridiculed i think he should have been criticized for those comments but other than that i don't necessarily look at cam newton as a big problem off of the field and i know you weren't necessarily going 100 percent that direction i will say you do not have the personality at least that LaMelo or Cam has in Bryce Young. It will be right. very different in that regard, no doubt about that. That okay. is going to be very different. Okay, so just bringing it to the light, like I said, we keep it all the way funky on here. These are things that, <laughs> that you know, in a lot of different households, but in the black community that I talked about. I know my mom has brought these things up before about Cam. She brings up the babies out of wedlock. She brings up the, the stuff that happened with, with, with the women and, and, and cheating and having a baby with the one woman while you're dating the other. Like, these are things that are brought up. I, I mean, mean, this is just being real. Like, these okay, are things that are brought up. Okay, fair. Yeah. That people look down upon. I mean, okay, yeah, fair. I just, I guess I feel uncomfortable criticizing you, for that. Right. You may I not, mean, but I'm just saying, like, these I mean, are things fair. that are talked about. I was talking to one of my friends this morning. And this was the conversation that was had. And oh. this was something that he said to me about. It. No, sure. Like, okay, right? We're giving our opinions on this. Sure. You're giving your opinion based off what you've heard from others, right? And that's no, fair. but I'm just that's saying fine. things that are things that are said that I'm just saying that Bryce Young, I don't feel like we'll necessarily have to worry about. We'll see once he gets in the league. But fair. I'm just saying these are things that are talked about. Okay, fair. And, and, and the things that we're talking about, that's not anything that I have any problem not criticizing Word. and moving on from, right? Word. Like Cam Newton is not that is not the reason for any kind of immaturity that I'm talking about. And then trying to put Bryce young up saying, this is why I like Bryce young a little bit more. So that's not anything that I look at by any means, but Bryce young is not going to be offending many people, right. especially when he speaks. And especially when you play the soundbite on the pivot podcast, when he's talking about, Hey man, I'm just happy to be in the conversation when they do say that I'm too small because they are talking about me being the number one overall selection in the NFL draft. I'm excited to do that. So that part is almost like, I hope that we get some personality, to be honest with you. You know, I really hope that Bryce Young brings some more because right now it is very polished. It's very good. I want that. 
right? Like I, I want Bryce Young to be great at everything he does, especially if he's going to be the number one overall pick here with the Carolina Panthers. But I also hope that as he goes on to the NFL career, I hope we get more personality. I would love to see it. You can text in 704-570-9610 on the Garage Door Guru text line. We've got one more Fitty Flash to go in this hour. What you got for us, Fitty? All right, guys, we're going to turn our attention back to Major League Baseball. The Atlanta Braves, they start a series at home this weekend with the Houston Astros, a rematch of the 2021 Fall Classic. And, of course, the last two teams to win the World Series they will meet up in Atlanta over the weekend. The New York Yankees, they host the Toronto Blue Jays in a, an important early AL East battle. Both those teams behind the Rays, but the Yankees and the Blue Jays establishing themselves as playoff contenders in the AL. And one of uh, Wes's favorite guys in all of baseball, Fernando Tatis, he made his return last night for the Padres in a win over Arizona. Wes, does this guy get your attention and make you want to, you know, Washington of America's past time <laughs> Yeah, man, he's no joke. When they dropped his numbers from his minor league stand, it was just disgusting. I'm like, I know those guys were in the locker room just in awe of just how good this guy is, but good to see him back out there playing. Hopefully, you know, he can avoid the pitfalls that got him off of the diamond, but I'm glad to see him back out there. Swaggy, man, love him. I cannot hear Fernando Tatis' name and not be angry at the White Sox trading him for James Shields, acting like that was going to be this big win now type of pitcher. You traded Tatis Jr. for James Shields like however many five, six years ago, and now he is an MVP caliber talent. That is my analysis on that baseball news that you just dropped for us. Let's move on. We have a mailbag segment. Text us anything you want to ask us. 704-570-9610. That's the Garage Door Guru text line. Ask us any sort of question you want, and we will answer it on the air. Coming up next, Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's a slick white orb, and it has to be rubbed up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. This is the one that gets us moving more than all of them. This is it right here. This needs to be our like Friday anthem or something because I wish I already got one of those. Uh, well, but but at least at the start of the show, maybe going into that second segment, I wish people could see just how hype it gets in here when that beat comes on. All of us, every single one from all walks of life, from who we are as individuals, this song comes on and there is no stopping any of us dancing. Bro, and it came makes out me 1991. Happy. Oh, and, and they it's say still it. Still ringing on. 1990. You were about what, 12 <laughs> then, Wes? Yeah. <laughs> still rings off. What was time like back then? What was it like? 91. <laughs> before I was born. Music videos. Barely. 
All but, types of stuff. But it was before I was born. I wish people could see the, the mood. That that should be anytime there's a bad mood, anytime there, there is a PJ Washington fight, anytime there's a wide receiver fight, a JC Horn fight, we need to bust that out to save the vibes. That is the one. You just gotta get some more dancers. Like yours is like typically always the same. Like me and Wes, we kinda we kind of mix it up. I mean, we're doing the stanky leg a little Wes, bit. Or... Wes, hold me back right now. Hold me back. Are you serious? Josh Fitty Marlowe is trying to come at me for dance moves. I am trying to celebrate all of us, and then you want to come at me for dance moves? You want to dab off rhythm and come at me for dance moves? How's it I'm trying rhythm? to celebrate us, and here you are criticizing me for getting my groove on over here. Could you waddle to that song? Yes, I could waddle to it, but now I don't want to show you. <laughs> Not appreciative producer, man. Look, I'm trying to celebrate everybody, and here you are criticizing. All right, let's go back to the mailbag. Please write some questions in to the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Actually, before we answer some of your questions, Wes has one for you, and then he'll answer it himself. I know you got a question about the fight to see how many listeners might be bigger fans than me and Fiddy are. What's your question <laughs> to the people there, Wes? No, I just want to know, man, the big fight this weekend, Javante Tank. Davis and Ryan Garcia, man. They're calling this one of the biggest fights in a decade or so, man. So I just want to know how many of you guys out there are going to watch the fight. How many of you are going to order the fight? Me, long weeks, had the baby this week. So not had a new baby, but had my baby this week. You know what I'm saying? So I am spent. I will be Saturday night chilling at the crib. Fighting sleep as I wait for this fight, though, because normally they don't fight to about 11.30 midnight. So I will be fighting sleep as I plop down my, I believe it's $85 for the fight. You're going to have to take a nap, right? No, I don't take a nap. I, I find a way to get it. I just change how I'm sitting. I get up and walk around a little bit. Like oh, I do I all can't. types of stuff to stay up. If if my eyes are starting to close, bye. But I, Saturday, I'll have a lot of time. I'll have some time to nap earlier in the day, though. Okay. So how so how excited are you for this fight compared to... Oh, I'm super excited. So you're ready to go. Because Javante Davis, both of these guys are knockout artists. I uh-huh. mean, like I said, I'm no boxing savant. I just get excited for the huge fight. Um, LKN Shannon said, Wes and Walker today. Today's music is straight fire. Uh, We're getting a bunch of questions in. We do want to know if you're going to be watching the fight as well. The other question that Wes has for us before we get to some of your questions is, why are Walker and Fiddy so down on the fight? Why aren't they bigger fights? Why aren't you guys in the fights at all? No, so if it's a big one, I just honestly, Wes... I haven't heard enough about this. Yeah. You know, for for McGregor Mayweather, which wasn't even, I I get it, right? A lot of this was the novelty of UFC boxing. But my buddies did want to watch it, and so I was down for it. We actually had a fantasy football draft and then got ready for the fight afterwards, and so that was a lot of fun. For Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, I watched that one. There are a couple of the fights that get a ton of press, at least in my circles, my timeline, whatever that may mean. I'm down for it. But honestly, I you said it's fight week. I was like, huh? Right. I didn't know. I really didn't. Did you know anything about this fight taking place before Wes Bryant fitting? No, I haven't paid attention to boxing since the second edition of Fury, Fury and Wilder. Yeah. Like, like, like Now, when Mayweather Pacquiao fought, I was there. I was invested. Same. We, we had possibly a uh, outside way of watching the fight but <laughs> we had a whole bunch of people at one of my buddy's apartments i was still in college at the time when we saw this and it was 
I mean, it would like stop and freeze all the time. It was an awful viewing experience. So God we got Almighty! Yeah, that's why I just started buying them. You can, I said, I mean, man, yeah. I'd rather just buy it. I don't have do to it. worry about it. Just I'm it. good. Yeah, we but, we did not for that time, and it ruined. I the make whole sure experience. I watch all the undercards though, because I said if I'm going to be spinning Skrilla, I'm watching every single fight on this card. Um, somebody asked what Skrilla. <laughs> this is a this is a risky. <laughs> Risky question for Uh-oh. you, but I'm going to ask it to you, Wes. What would it take for Wes to become a Panther fan 100% of the time? What would it take there? Them to start cutting me a check. <laughs> so it can be bought for money. Yes, or buy money, I should say. That's perfect. It's still, uh, it's still nine a gang, too. Um, I think Brian wrote in most underrated cereal out there. It's a great question. I'll give, you, I'll give you underrated, one that is not celebrated enough. Corn Pops. Corn Pops are good. Usually you go to something like you're just a, a sheltered, uncultured a frog, swine. Right? No, corn pop, no, Willie, you stop it. I am not uncultured. Corn pops are very good. I think that's underrated. That's the uh, frog, right? No, no those are smacks. Smacks. Yeah, like that's that. right. That's Honey right. smacks, okay. something like that. I yeah. would say it might be looked at as boring, but Cheerios. Cheerios are good, solid. Especially when you start talking to flavored ones, the apple cinnamon, mm-hmm. pretty good. Because that's the only dry cereal that I will eat. Oh, I have a better answer. All right, you're right. I'm sorry, Willie P. You were right about that. Golden Grams. Underrated. Love See, I don't even Grams. know if that's underrated. That's my favorite cereal, and that's really the only cereal oh, really? that I eat. I don't think they get enough hype. Yeah. I, I, no, I agree with you. That's the only cereal I eat. Um, What about you? You were reaching for a sound. I didn't know what you were going to reach for. Is it approval sound, or is it denial sound? No, no, you, you got it. I was going to go, and I don't know if maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's not underrated. I was going to go Cookie Crisp. Cookie crisp. Fire. So good. But again, it's a cookie and it's dessert and that's what I'm a fiend for. You know, may, or maybe maybe Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are very good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, somebody asked, Panther Bo, he said, Walker, what was one of your favorite, maybe underrated even there, Hornets moment you saw live at the high? Mm. The first one that comes to mind... It's actually what the opposition did. I saw Kevin Durant get a triple-double against the Hornets one time at the Spectrum Center. That was cool. Now, there was an overtime game. Man, I think this was MLK Day against the Toronto Raptors. And this was a long time ago, maybe like 2015. Maybe the memory is a little fuzzy. But the Hornets ended up winning in overtime against Toronto. And it was an awesome contest. Kyle Lowry got so mad. He was pouting on the bench. And I think this is before Lowry really blew up as a all-star type of player. Right. He was over on the uh, on the bench pouting while everybody else was circling for the timeout. And the Hornets ended up winning that game. So underrated, maybe one that you don't really think of all that often. Um, uh, looking at some other text messages, people really just saying that they have some underrated ce- uh, cereal. Lucky Charms, Honey Nut Cheerios, Kyle F said Corn Pops are great, Apple Jacks, Casey Steve mad at me, shocker, he said Walker, that was an awful take. It tasted like buttered popcorn and milk, hot garbage. Nah, man, <laughs> you are the uncultured swine. You had something? <laughs> yeah, uh, my guy NASCAR Brad, who I'll be hanging out with this Sunday for Talladega, said he's thinking about going to St. Louis in June for the NASCAR race. Have any of you guys ever been to St. Louis? I have not. Drove through it. Don't so, really want to go. So, <laughs> Damn. Well, I had a buddy that went to St. Louis for school. Yeah, he said it was all that. He said it's, really? he said it's exactly what you know. Oh, sorry. okay. He said it was everything that you're thinking of. You know, that produced Nelly with the Band-Aid <laughs> under the eye, 100%. I drove through it. Didn't do anything else besides that. Saw the arch. Cool. Can cross that off the bucket list. But that's all the St. Louis story I got for you. Have you ever driven there, or is that too far out of the south for you to go to? Yeah, no, I've I've never been. 
Um, and I have no desire to go to that hellhole of a city. <laughs> well, I don't know. How did it become a hellhole so fast? I hate Cardinal fans. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. All right, so we had a 704 number. He proposed something to us, Wes. If you guys really want to jam, I'll bring my DJ set up one Friday, and we'll turn it up the whole time you're on the radio. DJ Vinny, game day, DJ for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. That would be a lot That's of big. fun. That would be a lot of fun to have a DJ in studio for us to start celebrating Fridays going into the weekend. That would be an absolute blast. All right, Wes. I got to tread lightly with this question, but I got to ask it. <laughs> Always. Uh, Wes, this is coming from Stanford P. You've let us know you're a huge wrestling fan. What is it about steroid-addicted men in, uh, in their underwear play fighting that is so appealing to you? I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I found it. How long did you think about that question before you asked it, whether you wanted to? Is there like a, a five-second pause to see if you wanted to ask that question? I don't know. I was I was thinking maybe he might just go foul line on the question. Yeah. By the way, yes, I'm glad you brought that. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Somebody wrote, I think it was Brian who wrote in and said, Fiddy, I wanted you to go to the foul line on Max Scherzer or something like that, and you said to Brian that we wouldn't let you. <laughs> Why are you always lying? You are the cap god. That's what you are. A weasel, man. I want to give you that platform to go on the foul line. In fact, we're teasing it even after the prospect duels. Then he goes to the foul line. He's on the spot. Coming up next, last hour, Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.